Hello, my friends. I'm Paul. It's the DDP. It's the 23rd day of March. Thanks for joining me on our journey through the Gospel of Mark. We have about another week, and then on the 31st of March, we will present the essay edition and the essays for 2023. As long as we are in the Gospel of Mark, the essay is going to be wherever we are at that moment in the Gospel. And it looks to me like there's a a, a really good chance we'll be in the early part of chapter 6 somewhere. And that's if I can get going here at the end of 5. If not, we might do an essay that incorporates this whole story and compares it to the Gathering Demoniac. We'll see. I'm having a blast. And from the feedback, it sounds like some of you are as well enjoying the journey through this gospel, Uh, this biographical glimpse at Jesus. We're getting to see the miraculous Jesus, the the healing Jesus. uh, And today's story is no exception. This is we're in the middle of the story of the woman with the issue of blood. We, in fact, stopped yesterday at verse 31 where Jesus says, Who touched me? Let's, let's have him look around in verse 32 and watch what unfolds. And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. Just the touch causes Jesus to respond with compassion. And I don't want to get too deep into those waters. We dealt with that the last couple of days as whether or not what it felt like for the touch. But he turns to find her because Jesus is in the business of finding us in our pain, in our suffering, in our loss. So he turns to find her and when she is found... The text says she is fearing and trembling. And that's a phrase that ought to stand out because it's very much like something the Apostle Paul would say. Listen to Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Verse 13, For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Now you've heard me say many times, we've talked about this verse a lot, these two verses a lot, Philippians 2, 12 and 13, that the salvation you're working out is the salvation God is already working in. Those two verses have to go together. You can't separate them. When we separate them, we create a theology in which you're working out your own salvation Daily, In other words, you're, you're working out to be saved. But when you put them together, it's obvious he's just contrasting. You are working out through your life what God is working in through his good pleasure. So the, the working in leads to the working out. You cannot work out what isn't already in. But what sometimes gets ignored is the fear and trembling. And I think the fact that it's there causes some people to think that working out your salvation is part of what it means to get saved because fear and trembling sounds like you're scared God's going to judge you if you don't work it out. But fear and trembling was simply a phrase that the Hebrew writer uh, with the uh, with the, the the history of Hebrew literature would have used to indicate an awe of God. And we see it in the very earliest writing of the New Testament. Mark is the first gospel 
maybe not the earliest writing, but the earliest gospel. Let's say it that way. Mark, the first gospel, uses the phrase, the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. So fearing and trembling and then coming to Jesus to tell him the truth is Paul's definition working out your own salvation. She's in awe. She lets go of everything she has, and she puts it before Jesus. That's working out what Jesus just worked in. What had Jesus just worked in? A healing. The fountain of her blood was dried up, and she was healed of the affliction, so she came before him fearing and trembling and told him the whole truth. Because when you let God do his work in you, you tell the whole truth. And those two things go hand in hand. And so as she reveals to him everything she is, that's her working out what Jesus has just worked in. So when people deny the confession of the soul, we're denying people the chance to work out what God has worked in. Uh, There's a lot of people in my grace circles that say, we don't confess our sins because we don't have to, because Jesus forgives us anyway. And I admit that absolutely he has forgiven us, whether we confess them or not. But you're denying people the chance to work out what God has worked in. He has worked forgiveness in. Let people work that out. Let that come out in their praise. Let that come out in their wrestling. Let that come out in their journey, because The working out what's been worked in is part of what it means to be His. Because it's God that works in you, His will, and good pleasure. And and you've heard me say the word for His good pleasure in Philippians 2.13 is not, His is not there in the Greek. So it's your good pleasure He's working out. He's working in so that you can work it out. Don't tell this woman with the issue of blood that it's not for her good pleasure. And he said to her, 34, it's a good place to stop today. He said to her in verse 34, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. This is the first person, the first woman Jesus calls daughter in the Gospels. And it happens to a woman who has just broken the Jewish law of cleansing. She wasn't supposed to touch someone in her her state of bleeding. And Jesus ignores what she wasn't supposed to do to identify who she is. And this is sonship at its finest. Once you comprehend you are a daughter, you are a son, you realize that it's not what you did that made you well, it's faith in your father that has made you well. Then you can go in peace and the healing of your affliction continues. The healing is more than just the bleeding. It's everything related to the bleeding. It's the fact that through the bleeding, she hasn't been able to bear a child. And then the text turns to a story of a 12-year-old girl. Not coincidentally. And we'll turn tomorrow back to Jairus' daughter with the text. We'll see you then. God bless.